Michelle Donnelly, and this is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I believe that every single mom can discover a life of peace, power, and purpose, and that you can do it right through the things that God is carrying you through in your season as a single mom. Here we talk about all of the things that matter to a single mom, but most of all, I hope you found a place where you feel like you belong. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you joining me today. I'm your host, Michelle Donnelly. Today's conversation centers around getting away from parenting in our own strength and parenting in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm joined in this conversation by author Jeannie Cunyon, and Jeannie has a brand new study out called Never Alone, Parenting in the Power of the Holy Spirit. If I am being fully transparent, so often in my parenting, I find myself very weary or pushed to the limits. And Jeannie talks with us about what it is to take some of that pressure off and begin to invite the Holy Spirit into our relationship with our children. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you take a moment and leave a ranking or a review wherever it is that you listen to this podcast? It helps other women to find our community and just let them know that there's a place that they belong. Also down in the show notes, if you are new to the podcast, you'll notice a link to a quiz. It's called What's Your Loneliness Type? Loneliness is something that all of us single moms have to deal with, but the reasons why we deal with loneliness are different, and they don't necessarily have that much to do with whether or not we're in a relationship. So if you'd like to learn more about your own experience with loneliness, what's causing it, and then some of the ways out, go ahead and click on that link or head over to agapemoms.com forward slash quiz. It's really only been in these later years in my faith that I've started to understand what it is to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think what's wonderful about Jeannie's study is it's about learning how to walk in that power ourselves and then to pass it on to our children. Here is my conversation with Jeannie Cunyon. Jeannie, I'm glad to have you with me today. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Jeannie, I absolutely adored your book, your study rather, because it hits me really in a time in my life and a season in my life where I'm continuing to grow in my journey with the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's something that actually came later in my faith journey as far as understanding what it is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so connecting the idea of that journey with parenting is just something that hits me right exactly in the season that I'm in right now. And I know many listeners have that very same experience going on. So as far as diving into that a little bit, many of us come from all different walks and may have different experiences, different understandings as far as what it is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit and how that looks played out in our lives. Mm -hmm. Can you help us at the beginning by laying some foundational understanding perhaps of, you know, this idea of what it is to be empowered as we walk through our lives by the Holy Spirit, but then also how that informs the way that we go about our parenting? Yeah, I'd love to. 
Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited about this conversation. And, you know, you said, uh, you know, this this is a topic that's important to you right now and, and significant in the season that you're in in parenting. And, and I want to start by saying the same is true for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I've, you know, wrote this and now it's released doesn't mean that I don't need it more than ever. I, I need this now more than ever as a mom to five boys who range from kindergarten to college. Um, I am desperately aware <laughs> of mm-hmm. my need yeah. for the helper, for the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to help me to lead me and guide me as I seek to lead and guide my kids in the truth of the gospel. So um, I'm excited about this conversation today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, it's an interesting thing because similar to you, the Holy Spirit's significance in my life is rather new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll explain that I was raised as a preacher's kid, uh, in a charismatic church. So the Holy spirit was not new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I put my trust in Jesus at a young age. I was eight years old. Uh, so I've been walking with Jesus for a long time, although I'm always quick to say I've been stumbling along as mm-hmm. I have done that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I fall on his grace and his mercy every single day. Uh, and there's no area in my life that reveals my need for his grace, like my motherhood. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yes, it is. Um, I became acutely aware of my weakness. You know, I would say motherhood enlarges our heart, but it also exposes our weaknesses. Yeah. And I did not expect that when I, you know, first became a mom 17 years ago. And so I am very aware of my need for the Holy Spirit now, but it wasn't, that wasn't always the case. Uh, I think I put him in a box. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought he was for spiritual gifts or he was for the fruit of the spirit. And that was kind of the extent of his role in my life. And so one of the reasons I love these conversations is because it was only several years ago that God really showed me the significance of his spirit, how essential he is Mm -hmm. um, to me being able to guide my children in the power of Christ. Right? We talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Really, that's the power of God. That's the power of Jesus. Uh, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. Uh, and yet, they each have a very distinct function in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What is the distinct function and purpose of the Holy Spirit? Because if we are walking with God the Father and we are walking with God the Son, but we are neglecting God the Spirit, then we are forfeiting the benefits of being filled by Him. Mm-hmm. We're forfeiting the benefit of having His power made real and manifest in our lives as we do this incredibly hard thing, which is parenting, right? Parenting is hard work. It is holy work. It is humbling work. And we cannot do this alone. We cannot do this alone. And so we need God, the Holy Spirit, who Jesus called the helper to empower us so that we can be the moms that we want to be for our kids. And we're never going to be exactly who we want to be because we are fallen and we have weaknesses and we have struggles, right? And so the only perfect parent that our kids will ever have is God the Father, right? And so we get to use our weaknesses Mm -hmm. to point our children to their one perfect parent. And so there's no shame in our weakness. There's no shame in our mistakes because we are now free to say there is only one who will never let you down. And that is not me. 
as hard as I will try and as much as I love you, I'm going to let you down because I'm human and I struggle. But there's one who will never let you down. And that is God, the father and God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit. And so let's talk about God, the Holy Spirit today, because he is the one who, you know, in the, and I think it's first Peter, uh, where uh, he writes by his divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. And I would put on top of that and to parent the children he has entrusted to us. Mm -hmm. So by his divine power is the person of the Holy Spirit. So he has given us the Holy Spirit and in the Holy Spirit, he has given us everything we need. All of those times and all those places where we say, I can't, I just can't, I'm too tired. I'm too overwhelmed. I'm too discouraged. I'm too hurting. I'm too broken. I'm too, whatever your two is. That's the beautiful place where the person of the Holy Spirit steps in and says, but I can, I can, you are never alone because if you have put your trust in Jesus, God has put his spirit in you and he has given you everything you need to parent the beautiful, unique children that he has gifted to you. And so let's talk about the person of the Holy Spirit, because that's really important in this conversation. It's, it's, the, it's the foundation on which we build, because if we don't understand that the Holy Spirit is actually a divine person with a personality, a dynamic, amazing personality. He has a mind, he has a will, he has emotions. And so if we think of the Holy Spirit as an it, right, um, which he's often referred to, and, uh, research recently revealed that Christians, I think it's, it's, it's an, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it is so low. It's like 39% or something of Christians actually believe that the Holy Spirit or understand that the Holy Spirit is a divine person. And so we call him an it, or maybe we call him a force, or uh, we reduce him to the beautiful things by which he's symbolized in scripture, like wind or fire or water. And what happens when we do that is then we don't recognize that we get to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because you don't have a relationship with an it, right? Right, right. It you don't have a relationship. So impersonal and just uh, yes. even more abstract when we're yes. not able to recognize him as him. Yes. And him being that same spirit, as we may understand God as a him, Jesus as a him, that this is the same. Yes. And that is where we have the ability to understand the connectivity that is even within the Trinity itself. That's right. And if we don't, then we treat him like a power like a power that we get to wield. Mm. And that's just not the case. We don't get to wield God's power. We get to be vessels mm -hmm. of God's power. We get to we get to be the dwelling place. I mean, that is that is a miracle. Let's sit yeah. with that for a second, right? The moment and this is a really important part of the narrative that's missing. I think there's a lot of Christians that are going throughout their lives today, a lot of moms going throughout their lives today who don't realize what they've been given. Right. We talk about when you put your trust in Jesus, uh, you are you receive the free gift of eternal life, the greatest gift in the whole world that changes everything. But what we're not talking about is the other thing that happens in that moment is that God puts his spirit in you. At that very moment, you become the dwelling place of the living God by his spirit. Think about that. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that should give us extraordinary confidence as moms. Right. 
When we wake up in the morning and it's, we don't even have the energy or the strength to put our feet on the floor because the the demands of the day feel so overwhelming or the things that our kids are going through feel so heartbreaking. And I've had these, I have these mornings all the time and I just go, I don't even want to put my feet on the floor. I can't do this today. And then I go, but God almighty indwells me. His spirit is inside of me and he is going to meet me and he is going to equip me. And he is going to empower me to do whatever I've been called to do today as a woman, as a child of God, and as a mother. So that should give us extraordinary confidence that God, by his spirit, lives in us and empowers us. The question we have to ask ourselves is, are we cooperating? Are we leaning in? Are we participating? Are we welcoming his presence or are we keeping him at arm's length? You know, uh, my, I wrote a book about the Holy Spirit. It's not about parenting. It's just straight up about the Holy Spirit. It released a couple months ago called Don't Miss Out. And uh, in that book, in the opening chapter, I describe what my relationship with the Holy Spirit had been like before I really realized how essential and beautiful he is. Mm-hmm. And it's that posture we often take with people where we have one arm stretched out that says, stop right there. Mm-hmm. And then with the other hand, we're like waving them closer right? Like Mm -hmm. stop. Oh, wait, come closer. Stop, come closer. And if that's our posture with the Holy Spirit, because maybe we've seen his name abused and misused. And so we're Mm -hmm. afraid of him. I Mm -hmm. get that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we've heard just these stigmas or misconceptions about him that he's only for the super spiritual or he's only for the super strange. And so those of us who wouldn't put us in one of those extreme categories goes, well, what benefit is is he to me? Mm -hmm. And so we have to get to know him for who he really is. And then our posture changes. Then we say, come Holy Spirit, every morning, come Holy Spirit, fill me, activate your power in my life. Help me follow you as you guide me so that I can be the mom I long to be for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you said in that too, that we can know that we're never alone. And I think that sometimes for single moms, very often you'll get that kind of encouragement, like, oh, you're not alone. And the the glaring reality is the fact that I wake up every morning in my house alone. Yeah. And so sometimes we're looking so much at situation that when we hear that expression that you are not alone, it feels very much that it invalidates that part of the experience. Mm. And I think that we can though understand that that is our current experience and that that actually opens the door then to understanding just how desperate and needy that we are, but then that the Lord, as you said, has given us everything in himself to fill in those places where we feel completely inadequate. Mm -hmm. And even more so rather than fill in, I think that kind of feels like he's a leftover, but so much more that he is empowering what we do have to offer Mm -hmm. and magnifying what we do have to offer so that even what we are bringing to the table, it's not mustered out of our own selves. And that then, and I think very often we look at the situation and say, well, it would be better if I wasn't physically alone. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that really, whether, and as you've kind of pointed out here, whether married or single, there's an empowerment by the Holy Spirit that has to occur here in order to raise God's children mm-hmm. and do it in such a way that there is life and that there is freedom that flows through our relationships. And I think so often, when we are in these types of circumstances, we don't feel that at all. We don't mm-hmm. feel the life-giving nature of what it is to walk with him. 
And just as you know, these things seem so wonderful, it's like, how do I access this though? And I think for myself, it was just coming to this with the recognition that I don't have this. I can't do this. And that in putting the broken pieces in front of him, I started to see where the more I gave up on my idea of how it should get fixed or my idea of the way that this needed to work out, that I was ministered to by the Holy Spirit first and foremost, Mm -hmm. that he came to me first and foremost to show me you are here or I am here. I am with you. I am going to lead you. I'm going to teach you Mm -hmm. that we're not having to pour this out to our kids without having first received him Mm -hmm. and that he just longs to comfort us in those places of brokenness and inadequacy and, and all of these things. And that by continuing to bring that that broken experience back to him that he then would deposit things in us and through our experience with him that we're able to then pass on to our kids. And I think that's such a, an important piece of this is understanding that we have to receive the relationship with him, open ourselves to it and receive that relationship with him first yes. to then have something to offer, to give back to our children. That's right. Yeah. His love has to be made real in our hearts before it can be made known in our homes. Absolutely. We cannot give what we haven't received. And what an extraordinary gift we give to our kids. If they can witness in us what is only possible with God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a gift, right? That they can witness in us the supernatural, the miracle of God breaking into our mundane, our daily, our circumstances and and empowering us. And then they get to see that that is also available to them, that they don't have to go through whatever they're going through alone, whatever they're facing in friendships, in school, in, in peer pressure, in social media, that, that they have the power of God available to them Mm -hmm. to help them, you know, uh, (laughs) fulfill the divine purpose on their lives. Yeah. Um, it's it's an incredible gift that we give to our kids when we let them witness that first in us. Let's talk about that a little bit, Jeannie, because I think that is maybe even somewhat of a foreign idea as well, that if I'm still trying to figure out how am I opening myself to this relationship with the Holy Spirit, then how, how does it look for me to encourage my kids to do the same thing? You know, And I think one of the big places where this shows up is in asking the Lord to work in our kids' hearts, even in the sense of convicting them mm-hmm. of sin. And mm-hmm. I know that that's a personal journey that many of us have been on ourselves as far as asking the Lord, where do I need to repent? Where do I need to forgive? Where do I need to get right with this, this whole experience that I'm in with you? And then though teaching our kids how we, how we would encourage them to listen to the Holy Spirit as well. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I think that's one of the really wonderful ways, even from when you know they're little, that we can introduce them to that that conviction, or in our family we call it the nudge. You know that nudge, um, where you know, for example, you know, if one of my boys, I don't know, let's say one of my boys is dishonest with me about something, and we go back to the conversation, and I say to my son, "When you were lying to me, was there anything in you?" That was saying, "Oh, be honest. Oh, you're about to say you're about to sin. Oh, hold on. There's a better way." And they'll, you know, they'll they'll say, "Yeah, there was, mom." And I'm like, 
that was the Holy Spirit. And see, this is the deal. We can, we can follow the Holy Spirit and reap the benefits of not falling deeper into sin and then having shame or guilt over our choices. We can, we can find freedom and forgiveness because we already know that Christ has died for us and he has already forgiven us. Or you can ignore that nudge. You can ignore the Holy Spirit who wants to keep you on the, on the path that frees you from all that stuff. Or you can, or you can follow his lead. So you have this choice in that moment. Am I going to feed the flesh or am I going to feed the spirit? Um, and it's just a wonderful way to start having conversations with our kids about the way, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit communicates with us, right? I mean, another way is just by giving us a peace as we pray with our kids and we ask for peace about a, a decision or a circumstance, right? And we just there's no other way to explain the peace we receive except that the Holy Spirit, that's how he's acknowledging the decision or the path that we're supposed to take, right? Because as scripture says, the spirit is life and peace. Mm-hmm. He brings life and he brings peace. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful way to have those conversations with our kids and to kind of introduce them to whatever you call it. That My sister calls it the gut check or we call it the nudge. But and it's interesting because the word conviction can um, really be used as a weapon. I actually have a friend who kind of like physically shudders at the word because of the way it was used in her life growing up. And what I hope we can do is reframe that word to understand it as a work of love Mm -hmm. because that's what it is. Yeah. The Holy Spirit comes to us in love, with love, out of love. He convicts us. He convicts us because he wants to help us stay on the path that leads to life, that leads to abundance, that leads to thriving. And I don't mean that from some prosperity gospel yeah. perspective, but the abundance of joy and hope and peace that, that is supernaturally woven into our lives because the Holy Spirit lives in us. And that's what he was given to us to do. Yeah. I'd like to take a short break from our conversation to mention our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that is available on the go, and it works through an app where you are able to schedule video sessions or just chat with your counselor throughout the course of the week. And I've found that having the combination of Christian teaching and counseling together was so encouraging and so healing for me. If you have been considering Christian counseling and you would like to give Faithful Counseling a try, you can get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. I love that you mentioned though too that some of these words have to be reclaimed and redefined and reframed mm-hmm. because I think that even happens with the word obedience. You know, as we're mm-hmm. talking to our kids yes. about obedience, that yes. seems to say, well, um, you just need to do it. And really what we want to convey there is the idea that by listening to that nudge, the Lord is directing us in the path of abundance, as you said, the path mm-hmm. that is going to lead to great relationship with him and with us as parents and just the people that they would engage with and that there's so much freedom and and life that exists when we move in the direction of the things that God has told us are good for us. Yes. And so often, and I, you know, with my own experience, it's a similar thing where obedience was sort of this thing that you needed to do to avoid punishment. Mm-hmm. And I love this concept though, of we can explain these things to our kids too, that, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about repentance. It's like, okay, you might hear this big word in church, but and I'm kind of a word nerd. So I, you know, would explain to my kids in the original Greek, that word means to just 
change your mind that I used yeah. to think that this was okay, but now I'm going to say it's not okay anymore. That's what the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to. It's yes. not how much more of that bad thing can I do without getting in trouble? It's how do I listen to you to the point where I'm actually changing my mind about this yeah. and saying, I'm not going to go That's in that good. direction. That's but, good. And I think, you know, some of the, the ways that this is possible though, is as we are walking this out with the Holy Spirit in our own lives is being very uh, transparent with our own kids about what that looks like in our parenting. And recently I have gone to my children and said, you know what? I recognize that this is a pattern that I grew up with and I don't want to do it anymore. It's not healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's helping our relationship. So I'm committing to you as your mother to not doing that thing anymore. Mm -hmm. And I know it was met with a little bit of and like, okay. And then also with a little bit of like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> you know, But it's to say that we can even in our weaknesses, model that out for our kids to say, there's going to be opportunities here for you to actually encourage me in my walk with the That's Lord. Right. That uh, as you see me growing and I will demonstrate for you what repentance is, but that we, as we're walking with the Holy Spirit, we can know that in doing that in front of our kids, that he will bring us to, he will bring those opportunities for us to live it out for them. And I think that's just, sometimes we may not know exactly the words to say or how to get our kids to to follow in this any more than just to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What you said is really powerful and really important um, because I think what happens when we're willing to be honest about our weakness, not only does it glorify um, God, right? It makes much of him. It goes back to like taking the pressure off of us to to Mm. stop trying to be their savior. That's not what we were called to do. Yeah. It gives our kids permission to take off their masks and let down their guards and to be honest about the places that they struggle. Because if you know if they see us striving for, for perfection and pretending to be perfect, then then what room does that give them to be honest about where they're struggling? Mm-hmm. And when they can't talk about their struggles, that's where shame festers. Mm-hmm. And then shame is the thing that leads us away from Jesus, right? Because Satan right. uses shame to make us run away from God because we're embarrassed and we think he's angry. But if we're repenting, then there's grace, mm-hmm. right? And, and the grace is what what allows us to turn toward God, knowing that he will greet us with mercy and compassion and forgiveness. And that he's, that he's going to use that grace to also change us, mm-hmm. to make a difference. Like yeah. he's not going to leave us there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what you just said is so significant. It's and knowing that we, we have the ability to be honest with our kids about the places that we struggle Mm-hmm. Um, for me, one of the things that I do is I, cause I'm a very visual person is, you know, it's, it's really thinking about a posture of, we can either come down on our kids, mm-hmm. which is shame, mm-hmm. or we can come alongside our kids. It's that posture of saying for me, because, because I lived out of so much shame years ago, I parented with shame. Right. Because mm-hmm. what we live in is what we live out. Yes. And so because I was living in shame and I didn't understand the magnitude of God's truth, and I was kind of expecting my kids to be perfect without even realizing I was doing that. Um, but as we recognize the magnitude of God's grace, you know, it, it moves us from a posture of going, how could you? Because I say that to my kids, how could you do that? Or who does something like that, which is such a shaming statement. But mm-hmm. if that's the if that's the voice in our own heads, if we think mm-hmm. God's saying that to us or we're saying that to ourselves, yeah. that's what's going to flow out of us. But listen, when we know the grace of God and we know the power of the Holy Spirit, it changes our it changes our dialogue from how could you to me too. Yes. 
Me too. I struggle too. I know why you need grace. I need, I need grace too. It's that me too. I need forgiveness too. Let's go to the cross together. Now that's not making excuses for our sin. That's not celebrating our sin. There is repentance at the cross, uh, the freedom and the life that comes in knowing that the Lord's arms are always open. Um, and that not only then he in that, and it, and it does it, he does it through the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, the Holy Spirit is our sanctifier. So if you go back to what Jesus said, you know, as he prepared his disciples for his ascension and, and he told them that he was going to send another helper mm. uh, and that another helper is the Holy and the word, and the, you'll love this, right? I'm sure you already know this because what you just said earlier, but the original Greek word is parakletos. Mm-hmm. And that word is so full of meaning that it can be translated as helper, advocate, counselor, comforter, uh, intercessor, yeah. and champion. Mm-hmm. And so in the Holy Spirit, we have, I mean, we could spend hours just unpacking each one of those words and we do it in the Bible study, but what does it mean to know that the Holy Spirit is my counselor? Like I, I believe in marriage counseling. I believe in, I believe in adolescent counseling. I think counseling is a, it is an incredible thing that we all could use in our lives. No matter if you're, you know, grieving a divorce, if you are walking with your child through um, something difficult, I love counseling. Mm-hmm. But what we sometimes neglect to realize is that we've also been given a counselor mm-hmm. in the person of the Holy Spirit. Yes. He's free. He's really wise. And he's always available. (laughs) Yes. Seriously. You know, so we have a counselor in the Holy Spirit. I don't know how to handle this situation. I need you to put truth on my tongue as I speak to my teenager about this troublesome thing they're going through. I, you know, like he can counsel us and he does it through scripture. He does it through memory, you know, scripture that we've memorized and he does it through wise friends. He'll do it through a song. Um, And we have a comforter right? As we grieve, as we sorrow, um, as we hope, he's our comforter. Yeah. He is, he comforts us. He brings truth to our hurting hearts to help us have hope and to believe that we can keep doing this because God is with us. So there, he's just, the, these are all the things I get so excited talking about it because (laughs) these are all the things I neglected for so long. I just didn't realize, you know, that he's praying for me. He's an intercessor that when we go to God and we don't know how to pray for our kids, we don't have the, maybe, I mean, there've been times in my life where I'm just too sad or I'm just too tired. I don't Mm -hmm. even have words. Mm -hmm. It's like, just help. That's all I got. Right. Yes. And yet the amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit is interceding, praying on our behalf and he's doing it. Scripture says in perfect accordance with the will of God. Mm -hmm. So he's praying for us and our families and our kids in perfect accordance with the will of God. So these are all. And as we discover who he is and what he's doing on our behalf, our gratitude grows and our love for him grows and our desire to walk in relationship and be led by him grows. And that's where the empowerment comes by, by yielding to his presence and authority in our lives. Mm-hmm. Because if we're grieving him or if we're quenching him, which are, you know, other big conversations we can have, it's in the Bible yeah. study. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? How do we quench the Holy Spirit? Those are ways that we can kind of get in the way, so to speak, yeah. of what he wants to do in our lives. It's how we put out the fire, the power. Mm-hmm. But if we're walking in step with the spirit of we being guided by the spirit, that is when his power is manifested in our lives. Yeah. I love that you brought in that side-by-side imagery with understanding how the Holy Spirit 
ministers to us, that he's with us. And then that, that would be the way that we would approach our kids rather than this sort of top down thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think I, at least from my experience, I understood God as a top down kind of a God that he's standing up there telling me, don't do this thing or don't do that. Don't, you know, and that, and that doesn't seem very relational. And as you mentioned, when we understand what the translations of that word that describes the Holy Spirit could mean, it, it allows us to see where can I let him minister to me that I can actually start to understand him this way. And mm. then open myself that when I would say, give me the words, I now believe that yes, he will, because I've seen him already do it for me. And mm -hmm. it, it develops that trust, but it's because I know who he is and I know what he desires to do in mm -hmm. my relationship with him. Yes. But if we're not understanding who he really is, and we have perhaps even a wrong depiction, or we're not even aware really of how the Holy Spirit does desire to work in our lives. I think that ends up being the place where we have so much striving in our yeah. parenting. And I think that's, that's right. really what the crux of a lot of overwhelm is, especially for single moms, mm -hmm. is feeling that I now need to overcompensate. I need to make up for lost time. I need to fix this situation. I need to make sure that certain outcomes don't happen. And there's yeah. a lot of fear and shame that comes in that experience so that we are passing that on to our kids. And the striving is something that I am just prone to in my in myself it's it's a way that i have coped with trauma and stress in my life yeah. and it is really that is where though striving actually can bring us to the end of our rope when we know that everything we've tried does not work yeah, <laughs> that that's is right. such a beautifully broken place when we have the ability to say i am out of options and if that is the place where you meet the holy spirit we can celebrate that because right. it is where all that striving ceases. And we have the ability to say, you know, I'm going to do what I hear you telling me to do. And I'm going to trust you with the rest of this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just place this all at your feet because I have nothing else. And that for me has been where he's taught me so much about where I've been striving that I never even realized it. I thought I was being really proactive. I thought I was being just so diligent and, you know, those types of things. And he just keeps revealing so gently. And I think that's the key word in all this is he's so gentle in leading us in the way that we should go so that we can offer something so much better than our best to our mm. kids. That's so good. Yes. Something so much better than our best. I love that. As yeah. far as your experience with this, Jeannie, how has this looked? You mentioned you've got a wide range of sons, ages. Um, how has this looked played out in your family? I think the, the biggest thing for me is a, a freedom. Um, because whether I'm thinking about things that I need to be about with my five-year-old or my, you know, my 12 year old or my 15 year old or my 17 year old, or our son uh, who joined our family from Haiti, our 24 year old, he, you know, no matter what it is in each unique season of their lives, there are challenges. There are things that make us feel like you said, like I'm out of my league. Uh, I'm in over my head. And I know that I play a very significant role in my kids' lives, right? Like we play, we are so significant. We all know this, like what we say and what we do matters. We can tear up, we can build up, or we can tear down. We can hurt or we can heal. Um, 
And, and so we play this very significant role in their lives, but we are not sovereign over their lives. We are not sovereign over our kids' lives. So we are significant, but we are not sovereign. And that is the whole thing that I ex- explore in my last Bible study, Mom Set Free. Jesus set us free from all of that pressure that we uh, play a very significant role. We need to, we're commanded to lead them in the truth of God, to plant seeds of faith, to um, you know lead them in the good news of the gospel. But we do not control the outcome of our effort. At the end of the day, we do not control the outcome of our effort. And that can either be very freeing Mm-hmm. Or that can be very frustrating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and and I think sometimes they're both. Mm-hmm. But where the freedom comes in is recognizing that it's the Holy Spirit's job, that it's the Holy Spirit's job to do all of the things that I take on myself, that it's actually the Holy Spirit that opens the eyes of their hearts to faith. Right. I mean, because scripture is so clear that we can we can model that Jesus is better. We can give our kids the good news and make it central in our homes. But only the Holy Spirit can lead them to belief, to open the eyes of their hearts. The Holy Spirit is the one who sustains their faith. The Holy Spirit is the one who sanctifies them, who produces the fruit of the spirit in them. So I can make all the charts I want. I can make all the jelly bean jars that I want, right? These yeah. are all things I did when my kids were younger and the grace yeah. of God was lost on me. Mm-hmm. And, and even if it's not, it's not, those aren't bad things to do, but we have to realize that we cannot produce that fruit. We can plant yes. the seeds, but we can't produce the fruit. Mm-hmm. But that is the work of the Holy Spirit. He is our sanctifier. He sanctifies us and he sanctifies them. He produces yeah. fruit in us and he produces fruit in them. And so then the pressure to manipulate or just think of the next better tip or trick to produce the thing that we need and want yeah. is gone. Yes. And now it's saying, I, Holy Spirit, I have to trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to partner with you, but now I have to trust you. And so the truth of that was revealed to me and mom set free, but the outworking of that is what I unpack in Never Alone. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? How do I trust them? How does yeah. he do that? What does that look like? How do I, how do I partner with him in that work? Um, but and and it's frustrating when it's frustrating that I don't control the outcome of their effort is when I allow myself to believe the lie that I could do a better job than God, mm-hmm. or that I know better than God, or that my yeah. timing makes more sense than God's. Right? It's like I'm so frustrated that all of these seeds I've planted have not borne fruit yet. That's yes. frustrating to me. Right. And, and that is to assume that my plan and my story that I've written for my kids is better than God's, yeah. right? Yeah. Or that it will glorify God because ultimately our stories are meant to glorify God. And so mm-hmm. God knows how his, my kids' stories will best glorify him. Yeah. And it's rarely going to probably look like what we think it should yes. or what we want. And that's frustrating until we remember that he is good and he is sovereign and he is faithful and his ways are higher than ours. And he can be trusted even when circumstances don't suggest that's the case. Yeah. And then there's freedom. Mm-hmm. And then we just go back to trusting the Holy Spirit to sanctify us through motherhood, which I'm sure we all know that's what he does, right? Motherhood yeah. is sanctifying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, and then he's going to do that in our kids. And the things that they have to walk through is they discover their own need for God's love and his mercy and his grace and his strength, because yeah. we're all going to go through hard things that reveal how much we need the, <laughs> the love. Yeah. and the kindness and the presence of God. 
I love what you brought up with the jelly bean jars, because I think so often we, as you said, they can be good tools, but they end up having us focused on end results and on behavioral modification. That's right. And parenting with the Holy Spirit is all about the heart of that. And that, I love the metaphor you just gave though, of the planting of the seeds, because that is the thing where that's really what we have the ability to work with right now is the seeds that I can plant. And when that goes into the ground though, it is dark and I don't know what is happening down there. And that Mm -hmm. is the thing that is scary. And that is the part that it's like, well, this is happening though. This bad thing is going on right now and I'm planting the seed. But to me, it looks like right now that this bad thing is winning. And Mm -hmm. as you talk about God's glory, he is for our good and our kids' good and his glory all simultaneously. And so it's not something I think sometimes we may think, oh, well, if it's for his glory, you know, it, it, it might not end up being very good, you know, for me, but really and truly he's, he is good. He is the, not just the essence. He, he, if he, you just think of a personification of good, that yeah. is God. That's right. And so when we know that that is who we're trusting, then we can say, all right, Lord, this looks really bad right now, but you can do something miraculous in spite of this. And that That's is right. what I'm going to choose to believe that you know, if I did a sticker chart for this right now, we'd have no stars on the chart, but mm-hmm. I'm going to look at this as a seed planting thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust that you can use those seeds in spite of what me and my children are going through right now. Yeah. And that this is a long game and we don't get to see right. at the, at the, you know, in the first plantings, really what the the fruit of that is going to be. But he promises not to leave us or forsake us. He promises not to fail us or disappoint us in the sense that where we may not understand, he is greater. Yes. But this is how our faith is developed. This is how our kids' faith is developed. And it's just something that is so uncomfortable. It is Mm -hmm. not the way we would do these things. But he's there. As you said, never alone. Never alone. That's right. (laughs) Jeannie, I have so appreciated your encouragement and your wisdom in this conversation. At the end of every conversation, I ask each guest the same question. And it is, if there was just one thing that you'd like a single mom to know, what would it be? Hmm. I guess I can't say never alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we've been talking about. What do I want her to know? I want her to know that God delights in her Hmm. as his child. I think we forget that God delights in us because mm-hmm. we're so aware of where we mess up and we're so, we're so aware, at least I'll talk for myself of where um, not only do I feel like I'm letting my kids down, but I fear that I'm disappointing God because I'm not living up to some standard that the world has put in front of me or the church has put in front of me or I've put in front of me. And so I just, I, I want to encourage each one of us to remember today that we are covered in the beauty and the righteousness and the perfection of Jesus and that God delights in us. He dances over us and that whether you are having your worst parenting day of your life or the best parenting day of your life does not change the way he delights in you Mm -hmm. because you are covered in the beauty and the righteousness of his son. So just take heart that you are delighted in and you don't have to prove you're delightful to him. He already knows it. And just let that truth really fill your heart today. And uh, just to know that you are delighted and loved by your heavenly father. 
I absolutely needed to hear that today. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Jeannie, would you tell listeners about the new study, your resources, and how they can follow along with you? Yeah. So the new study is called um, Never Alone, Parenting in the Power of the Holy Spirit. It's a seven-week Bible study um, that you can do in a group or you can do alone on your favorite chair in your living room. And uh, the book that's just specifically about the Holy Spirit, but not parenting is Don't Miss Out, Daring to Believe Life is Better with the Holy Spirit. It's 30 short chapters. A lot of people use it as like a morning devotional. And that was just released as well. So you can find all of those things on my website or on the links in my Instagram. Everything is Jeannie Cunyon. Um, so really easy to find. And there's lots of free resources on my website. There's a five-day devotional about the Holy Spirit. Um, there's the Never Alone Manifesto. I love it so much. I'm so excited about it. It's a free download on my website. So it's like 15 things of what the Holy Spirit was given to you uh, to do for you as a mom. And I just, I put that on my fridge and I read it in the morning to remember all that he was given to me to do. And it really helps lighten the load. So mm, I'm excited to go check that out. Yeah. There's a, there's a link there. It's super easy to access. Great. And I will include links in the show notes so that listeners can access all of those resources more easily. But I just want awesome. to thank you again so much for sitting yeah. down to chat with me today. My pleasure. Jeannie's study, Never Alone, Parenting in the Power of the Holy Spirit, is now available. If you'd like to check it out, there is a link in the show notes. I highly recommend it. If you enjoyed this conversation with Jeannie, I've got a couple others that I can suggest for you. Check out episode 94, Encountering God, Experiencing the Nearness of God in Your Brokenness with Kelly Minter. And then also have a listen to episode 91, Your Spiritual Gifts, Experiencing the Power of God in Your Life and Relationships with Ashley Morgan Jackson. As we wrap up the conversation, I'd like to draw your attention to a couple of resources available for you in the show notes. The first is our guided scripture meditation that goes along with each and every episode that you can find at the Agape Moms YouTube channel. Also, there's a link there to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Agape Moms and to join the private Facebook group, Beloved Collective. Lastly, if you'd like to spend some time reflecting in prayer on what you've learned in this episode, check out the link for our free podcast pages, journaling pages. Thanks for spending time with me today. I'm praying for you and that you would know that you are seen and you are beloved.